Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Rap Chat Podcast. This is our podcast, everybody. So, uh, uh, hey, glad to be back. Thank you. Uh, before we hop into the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, remember to like, remember to comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcast, make sure to leave us a rating and also please leave us a review. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at the Rap Chat Official, where we post all things Raptors and Rap Chat related. Uh, I'm, well, we're your host, Luke Dick. Elias Eldridge. And Sam Kenny. All right. And uh, I think that's it for that. Um, uh, yeah. We did are... I forget anything? No, you're nope. good. We're here. Uh, you'll be listening to this most likely on Tuesday. And the season for the Raptors kicks Sorry. off on Wednesday, Wednesday against the Cavaliers of Cleveland in Toronto. If I'm not mistaken. That sounds so funny. The Cavaliers <laughs> of Cleveland. <laughs> we are the Cavaliers of Cleveland. <laughs> hey. so, 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 sounds like it's from like a... Like uh, Princess Bride or something. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was thinking like um, Monty Python. Yeah, or Monty Python. Yeah. Yeah. Like open a scroll. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Is it they come in with those big, these big yeah. trumpets? Yeah. <laughs> That'd actually be a good uh, edit for like the Cavs out at like their. Uh, so not because the Cavaliers. Their like, whole logo is a sword. Yeah, like like, like for like the, when they're like like announcing their team like in Cleveland like on the big board. Yeah. yeah. Having a guy cool. come up and read a scroll. And yeah. Read the yeah. That would be yeah. funny and like people with the trumpets like playing yeah. something. Oh, you do that for the Sacramento. Dress- you do that for the Kings too. Mm, yeah, Kings. yeah. Okay, so to Sam, like, what's tell us about our schedule? Yeah, what, what so are we going to be talking about this podcast, everybody? We are doing our Raptors 2022-2023 season preview. Uh, we're going to start off with a quick. Little off-season re- recap. Not much went down. Um, we're gonna kind of chat. And that's it, right there. That was our yeah. off-season. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you can watch the game. Uh, and then we're gonna go into like there were some roster decisions. Not a lot of drama with the roster, but we'll kind of break down those last spots and what happened. We are going to mention our favorite storyline to look at throughout the season. Uh, our breakout Raptor player for the season. Prediction breakout. Prediction. Yeah. Uh, our under the radar guy. So kind of the end of the bench guy. We're excited to watch. Uh, we're gonna have a hot take for the season. Uh, we'll kind of talk about our rotation, our ideal rotation, and then we'll finish it off with a standings prediction. Uh, and that's it. So, hype city. Uh, do you guys want to start off with the off-season yeah. recap? There's really not a lot to <laughs> sadly. Yeah, we got some new guys. <laughs> Maybe not the... sadly, but um, yeah. I mean, off- I think the guys that we even brought in to try out for the team, I I was. You know, I, I think that we brought in some really solid guys, yeah. man. Yeah. I think we made a lot of... I think the moves we made were all good moves. Yes, um, yes, they were all good I moves. I think Otto Porter, I'm very excited about Yes, yeah, so um, Otto Porter's contract... So wait, are we going to... So let's start of the off-season moves, like sort of biggest to smallest. smallest. Okay, yeah. okay so, so let's start with one. Bo <laughs> Cruz, yeah. Movie star. Um, so we, we signed Otto Porter Jr. Uh, the beginning of free agency... It was a two-year, $12.3 million contract, mm-hmm. uh, but the second year is a player option yep. for $6.3 million, so there's a good chance he picks that up, I yep. would assume. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on Otto Porter? He is now 29 years old. He's, he's 29. 20, he's, 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 29 he's younger now. than Chris Boucher. He's 29 now. Isn't that why he's younger than Chris Boucher? That's, that's really? pretty wild. Yeah. Damn. He's been in the league for so I long. I feel he's been in the league forever. 2013, 2014. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I'm very excited with Otto Porter Jr. He, it reminds me of the Damari Carroll signing. Well, um, less uh, investment. Less, way less yeah. investment, which is great. <laughs> and, and a little uh, bit more proven skill set. Yeah, I think when we signed Damari Carroll, we signed the vision of what Damari Carroll could yeah. be. And he didn't turn out at, at, at all. Um, he was okay. I think but, we were also expecting a lot of what a lot out of Damari Carroll. I don't really know if I was really expecting a whole lot of out of him. 
Um, I, yeah, I expect him to be like a good shooter on our team. And he, he, no, we were God. expecting Demar Carroll to be like a starter level player, like yeah. he was in Atlanta. Yeah. And no one's expecting Otto Porter Jr. to be no. anything more than like the eighth or seventh man. No. Yeah, and, most. And, and, and I think what we've seen, at least in Golden State um, last season, is he he played his role perfectly. Um, he made some big shots. He was just there in the corner making. He threes. started in the finals, man. Yeah, he did. He did. And I think uh, I think if he can just bring that to Toronto, just inconsistency. I want a consistent shooter so yeah, bad. Yeah, man. We had we've had dump truck fires of yeah. friggin' of quote unquote shooters in the past few years. And, and, if and he's, I'm tired of it. And if Otto Porter Jr. is anything, he's a consistent shooter. He's a career almost forty percent three point shooter. Is that what is it is? Eh? On how many attempts? Uh, oh, three per game, but that's not terrible. That's yeah, yeah he's, when he, he's, he's, I'll take those threes. He's become a shooter more in the past few years than he was in his rookie year. Yeah, and you got to think he came to the league when three pointers were still down. Right, right, right. right. So last year, uh, he averaged about twenty two minutes a game, and shot thirty thirty seven percent from three but on about three and a half attempts per yeah. and game. And like he just made some big shots, man. Like he when mm. they needed him, he made them. Yeah. Um, well, and so I just want to make this. Sorry, did you want to say I'm something else? Okay, so I wanted to say this. What was one of the number one things we talked about last season? The fact that we hated that Pascal had and Fred and so many guys, and Gary even had to play so many minutes, mm-hmm. and the fact that we had no consistent bench. Mm-hmm. And I think even if you just add one guy, that makes a lot of a difference, mm-hmm. man. Especially one guy who not only has veteran experience but is still athletic enough to really play and yeah. understand how a real he's he's played with real half-court offense you want a real half-court offense try the golden state warriors yeah. like yeah, that really. like the, the, that's how you play in a real and a real fully fledged concrete uh established offense and i think like his energy and his knowledge that he's going to bring to the guys on the team like Chris has never played, I'm going to say this, Chris has never really played in a fully-fledged, half-court, real NBA offense. And no, I think, like... Like, Otto brings that, he's already... He has IQs already there, you know? Yeah, you don't have to man. teach him anything. He, yeah. he knows what to do. He knows, he, knows, he knows his role. He's not coming in trying to be a starting player. He's, he knows, I'm going to come off the bench for this team. That's why I signed this contract. I know my role. I'm going to play it. Simple. You don't have to teach him much at all. So. And you're not expecting a whole lot of out of him either. Like no, you're expecting to make shots, I, to play defense. The thing is, when uh, I, I think I try to like contrast this to the Thad Young trade. I think what you're getting with Thad Young is a lot of the things that you got with Kyle and translatable uh, advice and skill set to a lot of the guys who are archetypal player. Mm-hmm. But when you look at a guy like Otto, I mean, like don't get me wrong, Thad is still a great competitive player. But Otto's just—he's younger, man. He's got more gas in him. Like he's—he's—he's he's, he's got more longevity he, he than can, a guy he can like play thirty minutes a game. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So, and what, so the only thing with Otto, I guess, that we have to say is he has struggled with injuries throughout his career, mm-hmm. and especially lately, and he's already <laughs> dealing with a hamstring injury this season. Right. Um. So that's the one thing. But like, let's take it like in his recent like 2018, 2019, he played 28 games. Or sorry, was that uh, when he was on 29. Ga- 2018, 2019, he played. I can't do math. Anyway, last year was his healthiest season in a long time. He played 63 games, yeah, about 22 minutes a game, and I think that's what's going to keep us from really riding him too much, is because he's just going to. I wouldn't even say he has to play that many games. 63 games is a lot. Well, you 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 hope he plays 82. Obviously, he's not going to. He's never going to play 82. Yeah, but I think. uh, Well, on one hand, we're not paying him much, so worst case scenario, he tears ACL. Fucking fly, man. (laughs) Worst case scenario, he tears his ACL. He we lose six million dollars, and we we lose a keep rotation piece but i mean we yeah. did it last year um and also i mean not to jinx anything or i don't know much about our training staff 
Boino, our head guy, uh, what's his name again? Alex McKechnie. Alex McKechnie is very good at his yeah. job. Um, but we haven't had many big injuries. Like, I mean, maybe yeah. he has some little annoying things here yeah. and there. But yeah, and injuries are just so, like, you could have, like, the most injury injury prone. I don't even know if that's a real thing. But a guy who's been injured a lot in his career, mm-hmm. and they'll have a fully healthy year, and you could have the healthiest guy ever, and he'll step on someone's ankle mm-hmm. and true. take his knee out. But there's, like, but, such, there's right? th- but there's things where it's like, yeah. you know, you pull a lot of muscles, yeah. and you have five games here, yeah. and then five games there, and yeah. that, that's, that's, Just when, that's when miles having good training staffs come, yeah. come into play very well and, and also like uh i think i think it's important to mention too that um I'm, I'm okay with resting auto games you know consecutive games because i mean his skill set's already established it's not like we're trying to develop him we're not trying to develop auto mm-hmm. porter jr so you know if, if we rest him three four five games in a row oh, it's a lot of games but I, I i expect that he's gonna play just as good before he was sitting out those games than it, when he is when he comes after short-term pain long-term gain 100 <laughs> percent. so i mean like that's the thing is like whereas if we have like somebody like chris out. I'm sorry I'm picking on you, Chris. I don't really mean to pick on you, but it's okay. you're not as good as Otto Porter Jr. and you're not as established as a player. Oh, I and disagree. Really? I think it's better than Otto Porter Jr. I, it depends. They do different things. They do different things. I'm saying better in the sense that he Otto's proven. Otto's yeah, more proven than is. Chris. Yeah. And I wouldn't be comfortable as much with Chris missing five consecutive games in a row than I would be with Otto missing five consecutive games mm-hmm. in a row. With Chris, it's like Man, oh, like he well, could he see, could come back and do something super weird and be off for two games that, 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 that you know that, that yeah, might have never happened if Otto was on the floor. That's true. Like with Chris, like uh, even like the, the first preseason game, the first half, he was pulling up some whack shots. Yeah, you know, it's like it's. I think he he needs more time to adjust. Anyway, we should we should well, move let's, on. Well, let's yeah, actually yeah. talk about Chris because that was the second biggest move of the off season, arguably maybe the biggest. But Shame the Raptors duck. re-signed Chris Boucher to a three-year, thirty-five million dollar uh, contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year he's gonna be getting paid eleven point seven mil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's any options on that deal. No, there's not. So uh, I was a I'm I'm oh, totally cool with that contract. Cool with I think I'm uh, say it, but I think it's good, cool. Really cool for Chris to make get that money considering what he's been through and how his season started last year. That money was definitely not guaranteed for him until the very end the of last half, season. The second yeah. half yeah. of last yeah. season. So that's yeah. like just I, well, I, w- I thought we had, I thought we were going to struggle to trade him. Yeah. Before yeah, you, yeah. man. So no, we a, were talking at the beginning of the year we're like god, what are we going to do? Remember remember Christmas you were the two guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then Chris him, just man. like just after that it was it was before the All-Star break. After Christmas. It was after Christmas. Yeah, it was after Christmas yeah. and he really started to pay attention but we saw you in pre- preseason, Chris. Eh, don't, don't be care. doing that type uh, he, of stuff. Uh, he's on. He won't. He, know, no, he, he knows his role. Uh, yeah. uh, he, his, uh, he's money. his contract's actually uh, goes down every year. Oh, yeah. It's cool. Nice. It's, tw- yeah. it's 12 and a half this year. Then it's 11 and a half. Then it's 10 and a half, pretty much. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, yeah. And then we also got uh, Thad Young. Thad Young who, re-signed yeah. on a two-year... Two-year 16 mil. Two-year 16 million. Perfect, man. That's exactly... man. Like, it's a, Is it a team option that second year? No option. No option, eh? Yeah, he's with us for two years unless we trade him. Well, that's and that's great, man. I, I like honestly, like, say he gets a season-ending injury this after, like this year, <laughs> basically have him as a coach, have him as a player coach, hundred uh, yeah, percent, in, in the next following season. Like, I love him on our team. You and, cannot make up for what he offers. No, and even like before we had Thad and Otto, we didn't have any vets like that. Yeah, and you could see the inexperienced show. Like, you remember, yeah. like we last season before we got Thad, we were, and I guess I think Goran was like part of it too, but. Um, oh my god! We, I totally forgot we uh, made Goron Drogic, uh, man. That was a, such a that was weird shit show. <laughs> what a weird. Um, <laughs> but okay, but we, we we were like total. We had the least amount of games played in the NBA. The Toronto Raptors, right? Yeah. Had a cumulative least games played. 
So like having the and it showed like it showed we had a lot of just bonehead mistakes we always make. Thad and Otto having them on the team just establishes us more as a real, you know, competitive basketball team. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, especially Guys, after we lost Kyle, man. Like mm-hmm. you just you, we talk about this so much and the fact that it's like you know why one of the reasons it's like people are, I I hate it so much when people talk about. Oh man, could you imagine if KD, Russ, and Harden stayed in OKC together? I'm like, they had no, they like, there's that's them, that's all them, yeah. and they were rookies, bro. Like yeah. that, that was never gonna work. And, and that, also, like, and also, like, they developed so differently together. They would not oh, yeah. all be. You're not seeing three MVPs on one team. No. That no. James Harden was a six man on yeah. that team, bro. Yeah. He's an NBA starter, obviously. Yeah. Like, it's just the the thing is, is it's so incredibly difficult to win any any or even get to any really significant place in the nba if you don't have you know those bona fide veterans on your and team and also right? i'll include now like i'd say fred van vliet and pascal siakam especially considering all the playoff experience they have those guys are veterans now in my eyes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. so this is like there's it's a young team but they're you know it's looking a little more experienced not old like in a bad the, way these but like experienced just feel like auto that just feel like kind of guys you need on a winning team. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, guys can fill players. holes and aren't the moments not gonna be too big for them, right? And just super low maintenance. They come yeah. in and do what they need them to do. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, okay. Not much else happened in the off season. Well, we should mention Christian Coloco really quick. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. so, right yeah. he wasn't. He didn't. He didn't get a contract until after training no. camp. It took a right? while. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They're trying to figure. I think they were trying to trade, make a trade or something. He was going to trade for KD. He was always. Uh, he wasn't just me him, but I think he was going to be part of that KD trade or something. If he did it, yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Christian Coloco, we drafted with 33rd overall pick. Um, eventually, we signed him to a uh, pretty team-friendly contract, three-year, five point for 24 million. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you guys my take on Christian Coloco. I liked the pick. Um, I mean, whoever was left on the board, there's a couple guys I liked, uh, EJ Liddell and stuff like that. But um, thankfully, we I, drafted Coloco. <laughs> well, he probably, he probably got injured on our. You know, <laughs> who knows what happened? But uh, I mean, it was like he, played, he got injured in the game, so who knows? But yeah. Um, Christian Coloco, he's not going to get much minutes this year. People are talking like, oh, we found a guy who'll, a seven-footer, he'll probably be a part of the rotation. I don't think he's going to be part of the rotation really like that. He'll probably come in situationally if we need a big guy. Yeah, injuries now and again. Yeah, but yeah. He, he's such a raw player. Like, don't expect much from Coloco off the bat. He's so raw. He does, he's like, and not not in a mean way, but he's just not very skilled at basketball yet. He's, he he started playing basketball was at an older age. I think he's like 16. He started playing basketball. Um, played three years at Arizona. Just a lot more developing for him, but as far as like a rim protector, like he's like a Clint Capella type player. That's why I project him to be not maybe as good, but um, that kind yeah. of player. Yeah, he's Nerlens um, Noel kind of player. Yeah, it was definitely not like I a, would be extremely happy if yeah. he was like Nerlens oh, Noel. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Nerlens Noel was one of the best defensive players yeah. in the league. Yeah, and I'll, like he's That's the center's uh, the league. It was they were in a pretty hard spot. There was a lot of good guys that I liked went before him. Me too. Like that I would like for the rest to take. So uh, considering where they drafted him, and. He's going to get, at some point in, during this rookie contract, he's going to get a real shot, I think, and because there's not a lot of competition for his spot mm-hmm. um, in the lineup. So, you know, he's sure. definitely an opportunity. And he'll probably play in the G League quite a bit this year, yeah, too, I think. Sure. I would um, really, actually, I, I would really be excited to see him play in the G League. Yeah. I think that just, like, even though he is raw, the skills that he does have are great skills that I really don't think... Like, he's only going to have to fine-tune. He's not necessarily going to have to develop. Like, I think a lot of that is his defense, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like his defense a, is really good. A yeah. skill that he doesn't really, I think, need to develop to an insane amount would be uh, he's just he's just quick enough to get to guys on the guard guys on the perimeter and uh, on the inside. So mm-hmm. I think that's like one of the one of the hardest things about finding big guys who can who who you want to have on your team, especially in the modern NBA, 
is finding a big guy who can guard out on the perimeter and down low. Like if like it's it's a different story when you have a guy like Jokic because he's so dominant in terms of his offensive ability. But if you think about it, man, like like if you if you get if you get Nikola Jokic, at, at, like Steph Curry on Nikola Jokic is a mismatch Steph will take every day of the week. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. and, but but a guy like Christian Coloco guarding Steph, I, I you know I, I trust Christian Coloco guarding Steph more than I would Nikola Jokic. You know what yeah, I'm I saying? Yeah, I can see that too. Yep. Like it's 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 just because he's quicker with his feet. He's longer. Uh, he's long. He's longer, and he's able to make those he's you more know, athletic. Those, more yeah. athletic, yeah, and make those strides, really. and uh, you know get his hands up and and st- keep his feet on the ground. He's quick with his feet, and I think like those are important skills. That okay, you're good at that stuff, Christian, but you need to now fine-tune that stuff it's yeah. it's, it's the hands right yeah he doesn't have great hands he's got yeah. like good pretty good defensive awareness too but yeah, like, he knows what he's doing on defense like for he, sure he's primarily going to be a roller in a pick and roll situation yeah and he, he, yeah you can't catch a basketball that the thing is yeah. is like i would like what if what if he got what if he eventually got the offensive skill ability of like chris boucher that'd be cool that'd be awesome yeah. like cool, I, don't, yeah. I don't i don't think that's out of the realm of possibility put-backs, like putbacks i don't think he's ever gonna might not ever shoot like chris but put backs. Well, where Chris doesn't shoot, I would expect him to be more post. Yeah. Like, you know, do more post moves and put maybe backs pull and up lobs. a couple of mid rangers. Yeah. Put backs like, and lobs and little hook shots. Exactly. That's it. That's yeah. all you need to do to be an NBA player. Yep. Also, let's really quick go over uh, the guys we waved and just like what you yeah. guys thought. Yeah. I know sure. Luke really wanted to keep DJ Wilson. So talk about that. Well, I don't know. I, the only reason why I wanted to keep DJ Wilson was just because, like, I just thought he was a really great archetypal player for what we, the type of players we try to go after. I think his, like, skills are more polished than a lot of other guys who are still fighting for positions in the league. Mm-hmm. So I just am like, you know, I, I, I think he did, he did a good thing about, you know, doing camp with us and, and pursuing a, pursuing his, uh, you know, career with us. I think there's still a place left for him in the NBA. I think one of the sure. reasons why we didn't pick him up was because he, he's got just a, not the greatest I, injury track. Yeah. And I think, uh, I guess for, Record, by the way, we we waived Josh Jackson, DJ Wilson, and Gabe Brown, uh, and we ended up keeping Champagne and Juan Hernan Gomez. What about um, Jeff Downey Jr.? He's two way. Uh, so we have him. Yeah. Oh, him okay, and Ron, okay. or him and Ron Harper are uh, two way. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, my thing with like I'm okay not keeping DJ Wilson because I feel like we just have guys on our team who already do what he does <laughs> yeah. at a better scale. Yeah. Where yeah. Juan, I mean, he's not, he's not like a great shooter, but we don't really have guys that can come off screens and have a good, he has like has, he has a good stroke, right? Yeah, we don't have any guys like that. So I feel like what he does is more of a need than what DJ Wilson does. Yeah, and then that's I totally have to agree. It's just like it's Masai's thing. It's just like let's just collect all the guys in the league that yeah, look like this, yeah, right? And that's yeah. why I like DJ because he is like he that, is like and that. he he works well in our system. And yeah. it's like another place, another time, it would fit. You know, if he was if he was more more even more polished in his offensive skill set, I think that we definitely would have signed him yeah. uh, over one for sure. But it's like. Like I would, I, I definitely would trust uh, one on the three point line more than I probably would trust DJ Wilson on the yeah, three point yeah. line. So, yeah. yeah, I really don't. Uh, I'm just glad Champagne got in there. I feel like oh, yeah. Juan's I, more of the fifteenth guy that. than Champagne is. I think he just kind of came down to contract structure. Mm-hmm. Um, Juan, you know, I'm not very. I'm very. Let's just say I'm quite skeptical i'm not gonna get my hopes up on anything yeah you're you are on thin ice in my mind because yeah we've had, we've, had <laughs> Svi, we've had Svi and you're a lot yeah. like Svi, so you just prove just be better than Svi. he's just yeah. he's really he's just he's never shown really a lot any consistency in the nba one um so you know but i'm also not expecting him to be no yeah you I mean, know anything like, important to the team like he's just a 
bench guy who you know yeah, will I mean, play every like, now and again. It's very good at fifteenth guy who has been consistent. Yeah, league, you know. Yeah. So I think I just yeah. think I think it, yeah. what if if he can have a hot night, then it's awesome. But yeah, yeah. you're you're on thin ice, but the bar is low. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really well, his well, three point percentage or year over year is wildly wild. variable. Wild, like yeah. like it like. Before last year, he had 28% from three. Then he was 35%, 36, 30, 30, almost 37%, then 34%, then 25%. Like, it's, it is it is a little up in the air, but I don't know. It's, it's, I, I think, I think like going with a guy like Juan is, you know, I feel more comfortable with him than I would Svi. Just, and also because, and, you know, he, I think he could probably play better defense. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and in all honesty, for your 15th guy, let's be real here, has DJ Wilson, been in the movie and he's gonna is he gonna bring in that extra Murphy? <laughs> no, honestly though, honestly though. Yeah, I mean, having having that guy is your fifteenth guy, a guy who's been in a movie that came out recently, and it doesn't really I matter. I mean, really ticket sales in the first place. I know, though, but when it doesn't but really but matter, you, right? That's a little you. extra income for your fifteenth guy. Sure. When it doesn't like they weren't like neither of them was actually ESPN, gonna make a difference. ESPN will post the Raptors if one does something. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. neither of them were actually gonna have well, and you an know, on-court impact. You absolutely so. know Matt Matt and Jack are going yeah. to going to be like Bo Cruz, um, <laughs> Bo, big Bo, big bucket Bo. <laughs> and, uh, He's cruising through Matty D. <laughs> Bro, I'm, I'm hyped. Once I'm again, excited. Yeah. Once, yeah. Mad Jack have already like had yeah. some like Bo Crew stuff, oh, for and sure. it's like Mad Jack of like oh, they're probably some of the most biased announcers in yeah. the league. But but they are so. Like, if you're a Raptors fan, you can't not yeah. love Mad Jack, dude. They're Bo awesome. Crews from down. Actually, down. Matt, Matt Matt's better. Matt's better than Jack. Jack is just such a Toronto guy. Like like I mean obviously oh, he's from Matt, New York. Matt, Matt low key gets super biased sometimes. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean I guess all all local broadcasts. Yeah. Like, when they're talking about. At, I always love it when it gets around All Star break. Matt was like, Raptors have like four All Stars this yeah. year. It's like, relax, bro. <laughs> they might have none. Yeah, like, <laughs> in all honesty, he's like, probably plays easily an All Star, maybe an All Star starter. Uh, Pascal Siakam probably get in there. OG has a, has a conversation yeah, yeah, for OG. Yeah. You, know, you know, you know, Jack. Yeah. I think Pascal's conversation would be better than Giannis. Yeah. Know, I don't know. <laughs> um, well, all right, let's let's that's probably it for let's that. move on. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk about more about some of these other guys as we get going here. All right. Um, our favorite storyline of the upcoming season. So this is just can be anything, just a storyline that we kind of want to look at and how it kind of plays out throughout the season. Yeah. Um, I have so many different okay, storylines, bro. I've, I've got one. I've got one also. Okay, so go ahead, Elias. You bring. Uh, my something I want to follow is Gary Trent Jr. and uh, how That's well exactly mine. Yeah, how well he can prove that you can't trade him. You know. Yeah. Can he prove? Can he get to yeah. a point where? Because right now. He's great. Is he the difference maker? Yeah. Is, yeah. is he the? Is he an X factor? Is yeah. he? Is he? Or is he expendable? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Is I, he? Is he Norman Powell in 2020, 2021? When he trade? When we traded him? Yeah. Or is he? Or is he someone that like? If we want to, if we, if we want to win, we need Gary. You yeah, know. And, yeah. and you go, okay. We don't care if we lose him in free agency because we want him for this playoff. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's why I want to watch. I, I want to see if he yeah. actually makes that big of a difference. And this we'll talk about this later. But I think if he's on the bench, I think it's way more valuable. If we, have, if because if you look at the bench with Gary. That's a really good bench. Yeah, it's much and, more versatile. Yeah, and, and then yeah. if you take Gary out of that bench, then we lose a lot. I think if we lose Gary in our starting lineup, if we're just thinking about it like that, our starting lineup is fine without Gary. But if we if our bench loses Gary Trent Jr., yeah. that's a big loss to our bench. Yeah, that's and, very true. Yeah, so uh, that's something I want to follow this year. Uh, I'm just really interested to see if he can even like make a bigger bounce than he did last year, see if that defense gets more consistent, and uh, yeah, see what the he can do. handle improves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's a good one. Um It'll be really interesting to see because he's, I mean, he's he's not accepting that option, especially with the no, contracts he just no, got given God out no. to yeah. uh, Hero and Pool. 
Like he's here, here in pool, like the our, same or, or archetype as him. Yeah. So yeah. he's not getting what they got, but he's getting he's getting a lot of money. This well, like also like teams love his defense. Like if, a lot yeah, of teams don't watch weird. every single game. Like, we got really nitpick his defense. Like I got to yeah. admit, like, he's he has a really good. It's defender. definitely yeah. It's um, overrated, but he's still good. He's on bad at defense. What is it? Improvement. Yeah. I think, exactly. I think like, that's it what, was that's what it I'm was saying. it was not only his improvement, but his consistency with how good he was at defense. I think it's like okay. If you make a couple great defensive plays a game, it's like oh, Gary Trent Jr. is uh, all right defender. Like mm-hmm. he's not terrible. He's not. He's not great. But the fact that he was able to defend as well as he did night in and night out last and, season was unbelievable. And he wanted to defend. Yeah, it's hard to get guys who want to defend. Yeah. You can see in his eyes how much he wanted and, to defend. And, and just on, sometimes he get too uh, ball happy. You want to steal that ball right. too much, you know. He's, he's there were a per- couple times during that season, but I'd rather have a guy. It was tough in that Philly series. He, he had a tough yeah, defensive series, but but I mean, also like Tyrese Max is having the friggin' exactly. series of his life. And you he's know? And, and he's great on the Raptors, where he can just defend the worst guy on the floor and yeah, jump for and, steals. And just like, well, like, yeah. it also goes back to just how much he improved. Like, yeah, like two years ago, if we're putting uh, Gary on Tyrese Maxey, I'm like, oh fuck, we're totally screwed no yeah. matter what. He did like it, it wasn't great, but I mean, he, I trust him yeah. on defense, yeah. you know. Yep. And then it's a big jump, and I think he can make even a bigger jump this year. So yep. uh, I'm really interested to see if, how that all turns out. Um, and I need to see consistent scoring from Gary. But I think the one, okay, I think that one of the most common things we said on our podcast last year was, "Oh, Gary had 20 points." Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? True. Like, like it's it, it, we he scores so quietly. I'd like him to be a little bit louder. I want, I want to, I want to, I want to really be able to notice you being a being that X factor yeah. on the floor. I want to. I I know you score a quiet twenty points, which is great. But if you're scoring a quiet twenty at twenty three years old, you know, in the league, and I would like to see you scoring a a noticeable twenty five. I mean, uh, you it, know what I'm saying? He averaged eighteen point three points per game this year, and quite a quite a, like above league average three point shooting. Um, eighty five percent free. Throw. Like he had a really good year last year, yeah. man. Like that. Like I. I think sometimes because we do talk about the fact that his hits a contract year, you know, we might have to trade him. We do kind of overlook the fact that he is like a really good basketball player. Oh yeah, and like I, he's definitely someone I do not want to lose. When I, I, I another thing about Gary too is I really want to see how well he's going to be ta- attack the rim this season because you know he's been working on that and you absolutely know that that was one of the things like that we talked about last year. And I think a lot of people in the league talked about, or a lot of people in the, at least in the Raptors community talked about was was like. Gary's great, but you know you, you can only be so yeah. good. Like like if you want to compare a guy like Gary to um, like even somebody like Tyler Hero, right? Like mm-hmm. Tyler Hero's getting to the rim, right? Like Tyler Tyler Hero's gonna get to that rim. Better He's than Gary, yeah. been much better than Gary. But it's a question of whether or not Gary can figure out a way to use his finesse, use his fine tuned skilled abilities, mm-hmm. and his more his more fin- like uh, I said finesse already. But I you know <laughs> what I mean? Like his his more. Uh, calculated skills in order to get to that rim rather than uh, just pure athleticism, right? Because Tyler yeah. Hero can get to the rim off of athleticism. Mm-hmm. But and Gary can't really do that. i just like to see him... And handle. That's what handle, yeah, too, yeah. right? Gary has pretty... He's it's an awkward First position, he's, a, he's not a good handle first position, right? Yeah. You see guys like Tyler Hero and Jordan Poole. Right? Those guys can really handle the ball. Yeah. And also, they're not like plus a, playmakers, but they can playmake, right? And that's that's still a hole in Gary's a, a game. A lot of a lot of Gary's shot creation is based on those like elbow step backs. Yeah, yeah. Really and great. those are really hard because there's like look and at Julius, and shoot but look too. and look yeah, at Julius Randle though, right? There's some years where those contested shots go in, and there's other years where those contested shots just don't go yeah, in. Yeah, and I and I I agree. Yeah, so it can just it's just uh, yeah, that's it'll be different and interesting to see go though. On. Um, my storyline is kind of similar, but not really. It's um, how does the offensive hierarchy 
develop throughout mm. the I year. think that's a great that's I, a great storyline. I think we can all agree that Pascal's the main dude. And then it's probably still Fred at the mm, start of the year. I disagree. At the start of the year, okay, though. Okay, sure. I, I think I think as of right now, going into game one, it's Pascal and Fred, and then it's Scotty, Gary, OG filling in behind that. Uh, my main thing is, do we see a scenario where it's Pascal, Scotty? Yes, that's what I think. Fred, I mean, in terms of in terms of, let's say like in terms of like just you know ball dominant. Like how much are right. they dominating the play? I think Fred's gonna have a much more off ball role this year. I think so as well. I, think, yeah. I mean, Nick already talked about the fact that Pascal and Scotty gonna be bringing the ball up more. Even like he said, OG's gonna bring the yeah. ball more. Um, Which please don't. Yeah, I, I don't want that. Please happen, don't but, do that. Scotty and, Scotty and Pascal, Fred is yes. really great off the ball, though. He's, he's, he's exactly. He's, he's better off the ball. Yeah. yeah his yeah. his catch and shoot numbers are yeah. insane. Like he's chasing Terry. Um, so I, I think like yeah, like I, I'd rather see that role. And I think naturally, if you're off the ball, you're not going to be as dominant. And I think Scotty's going to have the ball in his hands more than yeah. Fred. I think at the end of the year, when we look at usage rates, Scotty's going to be higher. Than I Fred's. think no matter what, though, it's. I think Pascal will still be the number one guy. Yes, yes, from I agree with that. day one to day eighty-two. I think, I think that's the yeah, end. Yeah, I yeah. think so. But I, it's interesting to see how those other possessions fill out because I think that's really interesting. Yeah, it is. It is because yeah. I think we do actually have a, a lot of offensive talent. A lot of guys who are who are young who are averaging all around the same amount of points. Like you know, we the only, eighteen points per game. We had a Gary Gary Junior eighteen points we, per game. We were, I think we're. I don't know what the stat was, but I think just generally we're the only team in the league last year. With Five guys average fifteen plus points per game. Yeah, hundred percent. But like that, that that can also complicate things mm-hmm. because what if there is a, a reality where Gary Trent Jr. is the starting shooting guard on another team and he's averaging twenty five points per game, whereas for us we just can't get him those minutes and those touches as consistently and in that in that same spot. And that's like it's it's that's where I'm conflicted because I don't want players. Uh, on the court who I want to be on more and scoring more, but it's like, ah, well, we have to give the ball to Pascal or ah, we have to give the ball to Scotty. Right. Ah, we have to give the ball to OG. Yeah. Instead of Gary, the only reason why he's not scoring more is because he's not getting more touches, not getting more possessions, not getting more I don't, I, don't think this, I don't think more touches equals better for the team, though, right? I think what makes Gary so great is that he's able to fill in as his role as a fourth or fifth guy. And I think that actually helps him. I think we'd see his efficiency really plummet it depends though it depends like what if he's i think the team is just better made though if even fred is more off ball where you're having your three shooters right and gary fred and og OG spaced out and then because that's what those guys are all maximized right like you want gary Trent jr shooting open threes Mm -hmm. or fred shooting open threes like you're just like a better team right Mm -hmm. you you don't really always want guys having to really create hard shots Mm. and you then you have guys like pascal and scotty Pascal, who's especially better, who can score more one-on-one. Scotty's developing that, then kicking out to those guys. And I think that's where we can use Scotty as a second option, where you can almost have the exact same offense, whether it's Pascal or whether it's Scotty, and then you put whatever one doesn't have the ball either in the dunker spot or in the corner. Mm-hmm. And they're both that, that was another thing that I want to find in the corner. That was a storyline that was interesting to me, is yeah. how well Scotty and Pascal develop together i think so well, well their, bro. Their, their chemistry goes together yeah. because they do do a lot of the same things but it so works really together. and that's what i'm saying but yeah. i want to see how it, they get it to work I, how, I, how, yeah. how it develops like and what I, it looks like and i think they're one of the coolest duos because everyone likes like there's so many people that maybe outside the rafters you don't want to watch all the time are like oh there's an overlap right like they don't right, right. you have to choose one they're gonna clash but all the numbers indicate that um they're they're better when they're together yeah like yeah. on the floor right so yeah. i think that's really cool like like how I think Nick hopefully can get creative with 
That's what I want to say. I think you have the right three guys around them. You do to provide enough spacing for them. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm just really interested to see like what Nick does with them. Yeah, how how he makes it work. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I'm curious about too because I'm thinking like, like especially if you think about a, a guy like OG, like you know he. He is on the perimeter a lot, but he also has the ability to get inside. But it's like, well, are we taking away Pascal and Scotty's opportunities to get inside by giving the ball to Gary? Or I mean, giving the ball to OG to get him to let him to go inside. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, did we want him on the perimeter more as that sort of catch and shooter because he's great on, on the yeah. catch and shoot? But we also know OG can get to the rim and score that way too. Right. And it's like, I just, I just. I would hate for there to be like a conflict. You know what it's, I mean? It's a conflict between maximizing right now and developing. No, and that's right? exactly that's, that's, right. That's the key thing here, right? And I think the regular season, you can use that to experiment a little more. Yeah. Right? Give Gary, you know, maybe a few extra possessions every now and again, or give OG. But come, like, we need to win this game. Like, what's, how are we doing this, right? Yeah, who's is on it, the floor? Is it Fred pick and roll? Uh, sometimes. But is it, I think it should be dominated by Pascal and then... Scotty. Mm-hmm. So that's been interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. And I think it'd be it'd be really great if both Scotty and Pascal could get their three point percentages up yep. and three point attempts. It only helped the other one too. Yep. Like it's well, it just it's it, always good to get your percentage up. I guess. Well, yeah, no, for sure. But 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 like it's not it's not out of question for those percentages to go up. You oh, know what I'm not. saying? Like of it's, not. it's especially it's Scotty. Like, like if I'm saying if I if I'm ta- if I'm saying like oh like a 39 three point shooter on you know five six attempts per game. Oh, you need to get your like like some like Jalen Brown like 36 percent from three. Uh, shooting seven threes a game. Yeah. You know what? What am I going to say? Get your three point percentage up. Like that's Pretty not. Hard, yeah, yeah, that's not a realistic. That's not a realistic thing to say. That's already really, really good. What What is a realistic thing to say is both Scotty and Pascal need to shoot more threes and hopefully make them more. Yeah. And like that, that's what I want to see because that that only helps with your spacing, right? And I, and and uh, I mean, obviously Christian's not going to like play with us a whole lot, but it's 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 very different when you have four versus five out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it like four four out really allows so much more spacing than if you have five out. And five out is is still great. But that's probably what we're gonna see a lot is mm-hmm. is five out this year. And it's just like that okay, well then if 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 we're gonna go five out every time, we have to have shooters and people who who are gonna help space and stretch the floor because it's just I, like I said, I made and said in my video about Pascal. I just don't want to see him trying, trying, trying to get inside and not being able to get there and not being able to yeah. finish. Like I just, I just, I want. I don't want to see that this season. I want to see him being able to pretty much, you know, lure people to where he wants them to be and score off of that. You know. Yep. Right. Um, we should move on. To yeah. The... Breakout player. I think this one will be pretty yeah. short and easy. Mine's. <laughs> I think we might all have the same. There's a chance of the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, maybe not. There's, no, like, there's two I, guys. It's, it's, well, there's more guys. Okay. Yeah, I'll say mine for I think I probably have the, the common one. Uh, Ken Birch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have a little whole speech prepared yeah. about like Ken Birch. Um, Break out at age thirty. No, Precious that you Mine, mine too. Yeah. Um, Easily. There's a video coming of Precious that you Hopefully, this end of this week. So. Is the other one? Stay tuned. Delano, I D-band. guess. Could be yeah, that's my, that's, I'm, that's my video. That's gonna be yeah. a Delano. Delano. Oh, you don't want to tell them. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you guys really fell for that. <laughs> yeah, Precious. Psych. Precious, I think, is gonna be. He's gonna be like we talked about. I really talked about pressures like on the limited content we've made. We've already of always we talked about like pressures every time, but like dude's got so much potential. I don't think I have to so spend too much time on this, but no, just, he's he has the tools to be awesome. as good as he wants to be. Yeah, I think he's awesome. I my hot take is that he has the. Th- is this your official hot take? No, okay. I've got another hot take that we're talking about OG Gary. No, wait, wait for that. You know, tell me your say pressure one then. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Oh, okay. Like, like you know, you're, you're talking about like, the ceilings of like OG and Gary and stuff, and I low-key think Precious is the highest ceiling at all those guys. 
not I th- named I think, I think Scotty or what or what Pascal's at. This isn't my hot take either, but it's also kind of a hot take. I think OG's hit his ceiling. And uh yeah, in terms of in terms of production, at least on the Toronto Raptors. Right. Um I just would like to see him play more games. Yeah, but I don't think oh, yeah. I, like I don't think he's gonna do more for Toronto than he's already done. I don't think he's gonna be like I don't think we're get, we can get more from OG. I, I don't think, think he'll ever be. I don't think, think he'll no, ever exactly. be an above twenty-five point per game score. Oh God, like, God, no! I, I, think, I don't think about twenty. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, but uh, I think twenty is a solid. I think that's his max. Him, yeah. Whatever Harrison Barnes's max average points was. I think he's better than Harrison Barnes. But average like points, like that kind of production. He hasn't done much. Harrison Barnes points. He's like, twenty a year one year. No, no we did. He did like fourteen is his highest. I'm like sixteen maybe one year. Wait, what are you guys? What are you looking at? Harrison Barnes stats for. For comps, seventeen point seven. Yeah, that was what yeah. Dallas. Dallas, yeah. yeah. Oh, 19. 19 with uh, nineteen is first year in Dallas. Oh, fuck me in yeah. the ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, no, but yeah, precious. But you see, uh, like Harrison Barnes is, eh, it's a yeah. lot lower than that. But I'd say, I'd say, I think OG's uh, sure. the ability to stay. I think, I think he's a better player yeah. overall. I'm just saying, like that kind of production. But I just think, I think precious is gonna, like talking about this year. I think he's gonna have a lot of opportunity. He's like, no doubt in that top six. And he might even start. Who knows how the season plays out? Did they have him a jump I ball mean, and he won it yeah, a if, couple times? If, and if there's like, injuries, if, if there's injuries, he's like definitely the first guy in the starting lineup, for no sure. matter who gets hurt. So I think uh, his defense we saw last year is absurd. Like he's le- legitimately has a chance to be first team all defense. He's that like versatile. I thought, and he's just the way he handles pick and rolls and stuff is just like he he like covers pick and rolls. Like he's been in the league for ten years. It's just. I don't think it's innate, but he just has such a great feel when I, when for I was, defense. When I was looking for stats for that game we played, you guys will see at some point this week. Um, I was looking at Precious' def- defensive stats, yeah. and his like the amount he defends each position. He defends like point guards twelve percent, shooting guards thirteen percent, small forwards eighteen percent. Like it's he can guard any position. He can guard anyone. Guard anyone. Any play, like any type of action, and then offensively, we saw the shot start to really come on last year. The ball handling is improved so much. Mm-hmm. Um, the finishing is improved so much. We know how athletic he is. I don't think he's ever going to be a, a playmaker of any type. But, you know, as you age, you just, big men in general, just become more comfortable with reads. Yep. So I just think Precious is going to have, like, a really impactful season. Well, to reiterate what you said, Sam, Precious's defense is like a square circle. That shit's absurd. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam with that... I said, Precious' defense is like a square yeah, square did, circle. Did Sam say, are you quoting Sam? Is that what you said? No, I said to reiterate oh. what Sam said. It's absurd. Is that a, am I not? That's just an absurd thing yeah, to say. Yeah, like, like a square oh. circle is absurd. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but I thought absurd, like absurd. I thought it was like you're making a wordplay thing. Well, it is a, kind of a wordplay thing. But absurd? Yeah. Absurd. Square circle is absurd. It doesn't make any sense. That's how, that's how, that's how good his defense <laughs> yeah. is. Okay, yeah, yeah, but I thought you were like making like, I thought absurd was supposed to be like a word play. The word absurd was supposed oh. to be like, oh, it, like I thought I wasn't getting something. Like a play on words. Yeah. No, that's good. No. That's good. Um, good okay. With that said. <laughs> it's reading into my bars too <laughs> do you, much, guys. Do you have another breakout player? Your bars are, are so complex. agreeing with us on. What's that? Your bars are just so complex. So I just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. That was low-key a philosophy <laughs> joke, but whatever. Anyways. Are uh, you agreeing on Precious Achua? I would say. Uh, I believe that equally as much as Precious Achua can have a breakout season, I think also Gary could have a breakout season. And Even uh, more. Like, it's just... It, it. I don't know, man. We've talked about Gary so much. It's just his... he. 
we really don't know where he's gonna stop like mm-hmm. uh, where he's gonna stop with his production and where he's gonna stop with how much better he can get well, he and improve so much last year well like, and the thing is he's under 25 still and so, i mean so is precious but i mean like he's still under 25 and what he was doing exactly like when does he turn uh like 100 days <laughs> yeah well and that's so he's, and, but, but that's the thing is he's gonna be turning 24 this year that's still incredibly young for a player who's doing what he's doing mm-hmm. and like no no team in the league would 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 not want gary Trent jr on their team and and it's and just I'm really, really curious. I, I want to just I want to watch the Raptors this year and get hype for Gary. I wanna I wanna watch the Raptors and be like, this is the guy, this is the man. Like this is him. Like he is I, him. Like I can like I can honestly see him having a bigger role in the offensive elite as far as scoring. Yeah, I hope so. As a scorer? Really? I can see Gary being more of a scorer than Fred this as year. As a scorer. I, I, uh, yeah. If he's if he's consistent with th- with his threes, but Fred, I, Fred's I gonna know. play make more, but Gary as far as Scoring the ball, I think Gary can be more of a scorer than Fred. Yeah, like, 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 like isolation scoring. No, 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 just just scoring in general. If you saw at the end of the season, Gary Trent Jr. averaged twenty five oh, points per game. Oh, not twenty five. That's well, that's, okay, but, whatever. Yeah. Twenty twenty three points per game, oh, that, and then you <laughs> saw Fred average twenty points per game. I mean, I'd be shocked on both. Well, I I'm my, I say I, I don't. I, I, think, I'm, I, think, I'm, I'm, I can see Gary averaging like high point this season. Okay, last year he averaged eighteen. I can see him averaging. 20 this year yeah maybe and I, 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 like, I predict I, closer to 19 18, I, like, but... personally i can see more of a world that gary hits 20 than fred hits 20 this year i see that more yeah. that's the thing yeah. though too is that gary, we're like fred doesn't create much of his own shots at this point that's a good point and yeah. he's gonna be i think with yeah. scotty and pascal having the ball in his hands more yeah he's right. gonna come off more screens to be a shooter i think i think right. fred's gonna not be known as a shooter this year but i think a lot of his points can be catch and shoot coming off screens getting open for shots for threes or Gary, I think Gary gives him the ball, he goes to work kind of. Yeah. And that's the thing, is like you might see Fred have a fifteen point game, but that's like all threes. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, like he hit five threes and everyone's like, Whoa, yeah. shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, obviously if he's not gonna go hundred percent from three every single time, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like you know, hits five threes, that's fifteen points right there. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a crucial fifteen points. Mm-hmm. I, I know I know what you mean. He, he uh, that's a good point. He he could average more than Fred this year. He could. He totally could. And just from a per not not Necessarily in terms of in terms of uh, impact, right. but in terms of just yeah, pure scoring, scoring, yeah, scoring. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he, there's a chance he probably plays more minutes too, just young, younger yeah. legs. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Um, okay, under the radar guy, you're excited to watch. So like an end of the bench guy, you know, not not one of the guys who's really going to be in not the one rotation. of the guys, but like one of the guys. Yeah, not one of the guys. Okay, I actually have a couple different like people that I'm kind of thinking about for this. Um, I'm actually really, really curious to see how Otto Porter Jr. plays with us. I really just like he's he's a kind of player that I don't really think we've had somebody like him who's like as established as like we know what he's able to do. Mm-hmm. And and he's, not not since Danny Green. Yeah, and yeah. even 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 more so because or like Otto fits our archetypal player more than Danny Green did. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just I'm I'm just curious because it's like a lot of times we 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 have to develop guys like that, but this is a guy we're kind of just getting and we know he's like that. And I just want to see like how we how we're able to fit him in, what like you know, if he like how many games he has this year where we're going to be like, "Damn, Otto played really great this game," yeah, you know? Like yeah. I I'm just kind of I'm really curious to see I really just want to see how how consistent he can be and and how much of a factor he's gonna actually provide for us because, I you know there this could be a season where we've been like yeah Otto Porter's good but it's not like he we notice him much on the court yeah whereas yeah. I, I would I would rather say at the end of this year being like Otto Porter Jr. definitely made an impact in our team that was noticeable when he was on the floor mm-hmm. you know yeah that's that's a good one um okay mine is much more 
load in the list. I hope we get to see him though. And it's Justin Champagny. Mm. Um, I was Jason so Penny. impressed by the limited time he got last year. He's got one of this, the weirdest games and skill sets. He's like this offensive rebounding monster, but he's not big and he's kind of got a developing shot. And, but that's kind of all he does is offensive rebound and like play <laughs> good defense and try really hard. And I just love guys with super weird skill sets. And I actually think he can be a positive player. Um, if he really gets his, like his defense improves so he can use, like he's got like a very sturdy frame. Um, and if he can play more then that offensive rebounding can just become more important. And if he can just hit corner threes, then you're also getting that spacing element because that's how he's going to get into the court because we've got other guys who can crash the glass, mm -hmm. but who are also six ten and provide other things like Chris Boucher or someone like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm Penny is athletic as oh, well. He, he like, is. He's, oh, he totally is. He, I just think, uh, he, he's going to have to get that three point shot to actually like right now. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's the end of the bench guy right now. And I really just. It's going to take probably injuries or something for him to yeah. get a real shot in the rotation. Yeah. But if he can hit 35% corner threes, yeah, that's good. Just when I'm like thinking like, and just be a fun player. He's just so weird and different. Well, we've, 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 we've had guys like my biggest thing. When I think of somebody like weird who worked for us was Ronnie house Jefferson. That's, that's yeah, yeah, he's, he's very yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But, but uh, when I think <laughs> I of love him, Ronnie I, him, bro. I, I wish he back. I don't know why we didn't I, bring I, him no. back. Well, he just, you know, like, he wasn't that good. Yeah, well, <laughs> he could not shoot. He wasn't skilled. He could not shoot. He'd get so hyped. He'd get so hyped too, man. He seemed like such a fun guy. But he did produce for us. Oh yeah, and it was it was fun watching him play. Yeah, and tried so hard. I I would just like we've had a lot of those guys on the team, but they've come and gone. I want Justin Champagne to be one of those guys who his stays. You know what I mean? I I would like him to be one of those low key. Uh, you know, consistent bench guys who you just have on your team for like, I don't know, five, six, seven my, years. My thing with him, when I said the other day, was kind of like Grant Williams, where Grant's way better than him right now, but but only because he developed a three-point shot. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason why Grant Williams is literally, let alone a rotation player, but in the NBA, right? Right, because he's too small and he's not athletic enough. Yeah, he's slow. To do anything else, right? He's, so, he's got he that Ron. He's yeah. got that well, Ron he, Harper Jr. But body. He, he has he, to be able to shoot. But he has to. He is a pretty good defender too. He is, but he. He's but there's other guys, right? So it's sure. Justin, right? And oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. And the only so not, and I'm saying that's another reason. Grant really. <laughs> what are you saying, bro? So is Justin, bro. <laughs> what but, the fuck? But Grant, someone get this guy off the pod. I'm muting your mic. Do you even watch, bro? <laughs> uh, but, but but Grant Grant was literally like a 12th man for his whole first like two years in the league. I thought he was gonna be out of the league. Yeah, and it was that three point shot that really kept him in the league. So I think Justin can. Have and a you can tell Justin knows that he knows that he's got to get that three point shot. You saw it in the 905. He was just literally. Taking threes. That's yeah. all he did. So, yeah, I'm excited to see Justin, who's yeah. you're under the radar guy. Mm -hmm. uh, mine is mine's not like similar to Luke's, but it's Thad. Uh, just because nice. more, not necessarily he's under the radar, but I think his impact is under the radar. Mm. I think uh, his impact is so big on this on this team. Um, I think it's a reason we signed him for two more years. It's just like he comes in and he just brings a lot of veteran energy, just brings that IQ, and he just makes everybody on the team better. You know, the guys that are on the core of them are better with Thad Young. Um, so I, I don't know what to say, but I just think uh, yeah. his impact is just much bigger than people get, yeah. get credit we, for. And we saw that down the stretch last year. Like yeah. he, had a, he, had a he had a rough, he had a rough start with the Raptors, but once he got comfortable, he was really valuable. And, and on, like in the playoffs, yeah. like having a guy like that in the playoffs is huge. Moment's not going to get too big for him. And you know, guys who can break angles too. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. and, the, and the thing with Thad Young that I just think a lot of teams are going to come in uh, forgetting Thad Young's on this team. Exactly. And I think that that's like a really, you know, like, I, I've watched, I even watched last year uh, when we would play 
uh, teams like Boston who are really good and, you know, already have that sort of defined team. Um, still, they're still developing, but they still have that pretty, pretty well-defined team. But I would hear like, well, I mean, I don't, you can't, you can't trust Brian Scott bringing that much in those guys. But <laughs> I remember just hearing them guys like that say, you know, like, Oh, and there's that young, like, you know, he's doing his thing out there. Ah, I forgot about wow, that. that young. Yeah. It's like, it's like he has not a lot of the time last year, people were like, Gary Shen Jr. has 30. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, he's been doing that. Yeah, exactly. But like a lot of, com- a lot of way commentators are like non-Raptor commentators. Like, Garrison Jr. has 25 points on 9 for 13 shooting right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, Gary's having the best game of his life. Like, dog, no, he's been doing yeah. that. <laughs> well, and that's, and that's like, I think just like that, that underground role for Thad is just so, it's going to be so exciting this season. You know, it's just me like, he's going to surprise you in a lot of ways where I think a lot of t- other teams are going to be like, God damn it. If Thad Young wasn't on the floor right now, like we would be able to be, you know, be doing better than we are, but it's just this guy is such a And that's a different player. Vet. That's a player where like, obviously age hits everybody, but, Age isn't hitting him as hard as other players because it's the way he plays. You know, he doesn't yeah. need yeah. he doesn't need much speed. You know, I mean, he's not going to play very much. No, but right? in like so, in a half court offense, yeah. he's he's so yeah. good at having a half court offense. Yeah, yeah. I think like these two, like Thad and Otto, are just guys who are great dishes with half court offense. And yeah, Thad is also a guy who I could totally see being in the league at thirty six years old. He's almost thirty six. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I no, hope no, no, so. no. Like, he's thirty four right now, as you know. Yeah, I think his contract's gonna be thirty six. Yeah, his contract's gonna be thirty six, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is yeah, by the time yeah, that his yeah. contract's over, he's somebody who I could totally see being still Match, one of those kind of floater guys in the league as as thirty six right. right. Yeah, right. I don't see him really, and that's I think that two that two year contract's perfect because I don't really see him. He's the type of guy that's like thirty six. I don't really see you playing past thirty six as much. Like thirty seven, <laughs> it's like. Maybe, yeah, maybe, no, but you're really pushing it. Yeah, yeah. at 36, it's like but I could see you having a good year at 36, and then you retiring the next year. Not Danny that, but this is probably his last contract, NBA contract. Oh, probably. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay. All right. Um. What's next? Andrew? All right. Hot take. Hmm. These aren't meant to be. Okay. These are not meant to be realistic. Like, these hot, aren't. Hot we're not saying is this is gonna take. happen. All right. These are hot takes. That right? would be so, think are possible. Yeah. But um. That's like if if there's like an odd system. We're still bet against this happening, yes. but it's the thing that we yes. think could happen. Um, honestly, minus the crazy hot. Cause I didn't have any insanely hot takes there after is that right. like we haven't really talked about, but uh, I mean, we've had a couple that I talked about earlier, but um, this one is, it's kind of similar to what we already talked about. Scotty becomes our second most important player. That's almost the same as mine. Really? Well, similar ish. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I, I think that, uh, again, we've talked, we've talked this a lot already this podcast, but like, I think Fred's become more off the ball. Um, OG is there primarily to be a, a three-point shooter and to be a, like an off-ball backdoor cut kind of guy. Gary's the type of guy you give the ball to to score, but that's it. Uh, I think Scotty can just do so much for this team uh, on every level, uh, but scoring, playmaking, rebounding, defense, you name it. Um, and I just think those are all like that's why Pascal is so important to our team because he does literally everything. I think Scotty is going to be doing that more this year than he did last year, and ultimately just like last year, Fred is probably the second most important player. But I think Fred's role is going to be more diminished this year, and Scotty's his role is getting higher and higher and higher. So I mean, yeah. that's, that's pretty my, much the basis behind it. M- mine is the Raptors have two All Stars, and one of them isn't Fred VanVleet. Yo, Kemper. <laughs> so yeah. basically, if if we have two All Stars, it'd be Pascal yeah. and Scotty yeah. most yeah. likely. I so. can definitely see that. I think yeah. the coaches love Scotty, you know. Yeah, yeah so. and he's got he, he's the type of guy to get a lot of the well, fan vote. Yeah, right? you know that's, uh, <laughs> that that I watched the uh, the preseason game. Uh, for the, us against the Celtics, I believe the last time we played them, and he looked amazing in that. The, well, the thing was, I watched the highlights of that game. There was one clip of Scotty scoring, and so I'm like, "What the hell?" Yeah, like, like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I was about to say. And I was like, "There's one clip 
of of Scotty scoring, and I'm like, there's no way Scotty didn't do well this game. I looked at the stat sheet; he scored 25 <laughs> points. Yeah. I was like, geez, like like, and you got one, all, he, all he like got one highlight. It's probably all too. He was all creating as well. Yeah, he's been making a lot of contested mid range too. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, man, Scotty's and he, really he's he just his shots looking better, much better than last yeah. year. Just his comfortability with yeah. not that his shot really looked that bad last year, but it, it looks more polished. It just more it looks more polished and he looks he looks like he he's more comfortable and wants to take those threes. You, you can tell he's he hit three now. threes two threes that game? Two, th two threes. Two, yeah, yeah, two threes, which is like That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And he, he hit two threes for us on a consistent basis next year. I don't if I don't care if you're two for ten, I don't care if you're two for seven. He I don't makes two threes in eighty two games. Over that's 163. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of threes. Yeah, that's what I'm like saying. That. Like, 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 I, I don't. That's I really, a, that's actually insane. <laughs> well, yeah, I like, I just want him to shoot at least. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm saying take three sure. a game. Take 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 three take three threes a game, and maybe one. even four. Take yeah. take three, make one a game. If you do that, I'm happy. Exactly. Yeah. And I like that. That uh, I, I think, man, I just. I, even though Scotty won Rookie of the Year, I still think people are forgetting about Scotty, bro. I still think people are people don't. I just think people don't understand how good he is at a lot of things. Yeah, man, hundred percent. Like, like he, it's he's not it's not you know the excitement around Scotty being Rookie of the Year. I think was some of the the most lowest excitement out of a Rookie of the Year from outside of the outside of the Raptors. Like, mm -hmm. I think everyone there was only so much hype because we were hyped for him. Whereas I think I, I think. A lot of people, a lot of analysts last year were like, oh, and Scotty Barnes won Rookie of the Year. You know, he's been great this season. He's been good. You know, he's averaged 15 points. It's They made it seem very run-of-the-mill Rookie of the Year. <laughs> yeah. And I think that it's like Scotty really, and it's because, you know, I don't blame him. It's, you know, it's the Raptors, and it's the Canadian team. I don't I don't like, I think most of the analysts last year were, were favoring Cade or or Evan, <laughs> like right? <me>? Well, <laughs> no, but, but, but the guys guys were working at ESPN, and, and you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of the main right. analysts, analysts, they were really they were really thinking that, especially Evan Mobley, I think e he was the real favorite to win. ESPN guys loved Cade, though, too. Yeah, no, they did. the first overall pick and stuff. 100%. And, he, and, and when he was playing, he was absolutely a difference maker. Yeah, and, and it's kind of crazy Scotty actually won it, because, like, just the amount of media that goes against the Raptors. Yeah. Not necessarily against, but they just don't promote the Raptors. Well, media has votes in, I, in, oh, yeah. in Rookie of the Year I, I, well. I thought the best thing that happened to him was that Mobley plays also for the Cavs, mm. who are not a big uh, media hub, mm -hmm. and Cade on the Pistons. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of minimized some of it. Like I think if Mobley, even though I thought Mobley, personally, I was slightly in favor of Mobley winning last year, but I think if Mobley was on a team... What team was it, LeBron no, playing for when he won? Where he was rookie of the year, was oh, he not? Cleveland, but yeah. he was obviously exactly. He was, exactly. He was, he was <laughs> obviously the best. It was point, fuck bro. you, Sam. I'm, I'm just saying yeah, though. He's the best. Pro he's if if, if, if Mobley was even in like Chicago, no, I think there's a little bit like I think Mobley wins it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Right. I, mean, I, 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 I think how close of margin yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But Possible. I, uh, Scotty was very deserving of it for sure, and I think uh, I think he's gonna be terrific this year. I just want to see him scoring more, man. I want to see him just. I just don't want to see me overly passive. Yeah. Yes, like he, that that's, happened a lot last year. Exactly. But but I don't know. I think that just I think the messages that he's been getting, and the uh, you know the encouragement that he's been getting. Like I think a lot of the I think a lot of the problems where you see guys take that passive back seat is when they're on teams like you know I want to see it say a team like Chicago. You know what or I'm saying? Brooklyn. With or, yeah, Simmons. Brooklyn. Where where there's just like where they're like oh you know go to the gym. 
do your thing. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll help you out. We'll get you in workouts. Whereas no, like you need to reinforce. This is a mental thing. You have to like, not only do you have to develop these players physically, you have to develop them mentally. You have to look put at, like, look at Ben Simmons, bro. Like you can tell Philly did not. And Markel Fultz, I think Philly's a bad track record for this. Is yeah. that they do not <coughs> do well with the mental aspect of their players. Like right. Markel Fultz was having like a lot going on. They didn't, they did not help him at all. A, they traded him. And then it's such like a big market. Like there's such like a, like honestly, like a mean market. Like the fans are like yeah. very rude and mean to the players. Yeah, right. Not you, need, you like it's, it's you need it's, to play well. And yeah, and you like it, and with Philly, like you need you need staff, who like you need like therapy. You know? yeah. Like you can, if you NBA players, athletes need therapy, man. Like the amount yeah. of shit they get on a daily basis from millions of people. Yeah, like Ben Simmons, like that's and the they're 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 famous on accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. Yeah, like they didn't try to be famous. They're yeah. they're super good. They're, at they're a, just at a sport. insanely good at a sport. Yeah, and then and they just also are famous. Yeah, yeah. they have to, like it's impossible to not be famous. Yeah. You're really good at sport. Exactly. It's not like an actor where like and, you know. And and when day to day, your performance day to day dictates if someone likes you or not. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's you've a won lot that game bear. and and one million people hate you. Yeah, and Ben Simmons got so yeah. Like I man. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the way that these organizations are built and like the 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 cultures. Like I, like Masai talked about this, man. We talked about Masai talking about this. Was that teams really need to start looking at your look at the culture like the Suns. That's a perv another perfect example. Mm-hmm. It's like these these teams do nothing. Like I think the Raptors are a very forward-thinking organization in a lot exactly. of ways. You need exactly, forward-thinking. Yeah. And a part of that, I really honestly have to, I think, this is just, listen, man, this is just what happens when a team is brought into the league in a year like 1995 because there is no history of 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 bureaucracy or, or nepotism or hierarchy that goes back and stretches to the beginnings of the league and, and, and yeah. the cultures around I'll, that. It's like, I'll also say though, I think, I think a massive part of it is Masai Jiri. No, you look, yeah, look, at, look sure. at the Raptors before Masai and they were kind of a shit show. Masai is right. Such a I think Masai is just like, like just one of those figures that he's just one of those people. He's progressive, man. Yeah, and he's, he's a very just, progressive and person. He's just one of those people. He demands a lot and he they, but he's not willing to not give you a lot in exactly, return. Exactly, exactly. And I, I just think I think it all comes down to someone like Masai Ujiri. Like I think that is yeah. that yeah. is why the Raptors are in the place they are now. Is a lot of it. I can disagree with a lot of his a lot of his like um like transactional moves. Like some of them, like oh really Masai, but like which ones? Uh, the Kemba signing, and yeah, I, sure. I I still but, I think, I, but I also think, like there, there's stuff but, I can disagree with him on there. But the larger Thing that he's promoted within the Raptors, the, a- is, the environmental, yes. atmospheric yeah. sort of yeah, thing. That is much more big important. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think with Ken Birch too. I think that's. I don't know if this is the uh, implicit motivation behind why he does it, but I think like signing Ken Birch for three or twenty million dollar contract, it shows other players and other people on the team like we trust you. Also, you know, yeah, what, so, what else are you gonna do with that money anyway? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. like when you like, I don't think you're if, if, else. if I'm on the Raptors and I see a guy like Ken Birch who hasn't doesn't perform very well, yeah. get three or twenty mil, like oh. He, they trust him. They probably trust me too. Right, you know, yeah. it's, it's just this other yeah. thing. I don't know if that's implicitly why they do it, but I think that's another that's another aspect. And everyone it. gets player. And they're willing to give yeah. people a yeah. chance. You know, they're yeah, willing to exactly like, like it's 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 and the whole if you're gonna if you're gonna be a team based off of development, like you have to be empathetic and sympathetic to your players because. You, what are you gonna say? Just develop. Yeah, like, exactly. you know what I mean. I like, like, and they're just gonna man. do it. Like, no, you have to guide them. You have to give them the tools. And it's like, okay, sure, our off season's gonna probably cost us more money than maybe other teams because we have to pay more yeah, coaches yeah. and all this stuff. But it's also like, 
That's less important. That man. that is that in in the long term, in the long run, you are going to get more production out of guys if you actually invest in them. Yeah. People are an investment, man. Well, if the, I could actually use one analogy, a cross sport analogy here. You so sure can. Last last year in 2021, the San Francisco Giants baseball team were not projected to have a good team at all. They were projected to be kind of like a, a middle team, not a playoff team whatsoever. And they ended up winning 107 games and setting all these records without really any stars on their team. A couple stars, but not, not really. And the whole reason was behind it. They had these older players who were coming off injuries and stuff. And it's because they employ way more coaches than anyone else. So they have like four coaches for every role. So if one person's teaching style doesn't, uh, you don't hear that. You can talk to someone else. You can connect with more. Mm. All of their money went into, um, they have one of the most player-focused uh, progressive managers in the league. They had a, such a diverse coaching staff. They just had all these, like it was all focused on inner development uh, rather than transactions, which they didn't really do. And I think that's a, a good model for the Raptors where, you know, the Raptors aren't going to be a freedom destination. They just aren't. Mm -hmm. Like our biggest freedom signing in the last few years was literally Otto Porter Jr. And it's because his wife grew up here. Yeah. <laughs> so like let's, like, let's not get too ahead of ourselves on that, right? And we're all realistic on that. It's not going to happen. Might happen in a few years. Who knows? But it's not the case. So you need to take those other advantages and you have to win on the margins of those other advantages, right? So that's, you need the best coaching staff, the best medical staff, the best uh, environment where guys feel comfortable and, you know, give everyone, you know, give uh, give Otto Porter a player option, even though he's coming off, you know, all these injuries and stuff yeah. because, you know, you want guys to feel like they're trusted and respected. Yeah, so yeah. respect is big. Yeah. And, yeah. I think, and that's uh, almost high. And I think what Luke said about giving guys a chance, again with Philly, man, like, Every guy they draft is immediately up for potential trades, and you like you look at their draft history in the past five, ten years: Jalil Okafor, Nerlens Noel, Markel Fultz, Zaire Smith. These are yeah. all guys top twenty picks. Um, didn't really pan out. They didn't pan well, out because yeah, different ways. Yeah, well, it's like this guy's like occasionally Tyrese Maxey panned out, uh, Joel Embiid panned out, but these guys are just very skilled already. There's no development and there's no reinforcement. There's yeah. no you come in and we're like, okay, we trust you. Even a uh, 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 Mikel Bridges. They drafted Mikel Bridges and traded him right away, yeah. and it's it's all this stuff where, you, you, you like the Raptors draft guys and tell them, look, we're investing in you, mm -hmm. and when they show that by sending to the nine hundred five, they they talk to them all the time, like they care about them, they give them chances in real NBA mm -hmm. games. Philly does not do that. Philly is has a strict, always has a strict ten man rotation. Their bottom five guys are irrelevant, and it and a lot of those bottom five guys are the guys they drafted. Yep, and also and they just waved a bunch of guys who were actually I thought developing. And I'm guys. I'm not yeah. a fan of that type of basketball philosophy like I, I think i'm not a type of like i'm not a, i'm not a fan of that philosophy in general when it comes to anything like like i don't just care trade. if you what's that They're just trading philosophy just well just someone. just the idea that you're not you're willing to see people as the people that they are and the the, the and as as a capacity yeah to, they're, for they're greatness chess pieces they're yeah exactly pieces. it's like it's like are you good are you gonna be good for us and it's like well if you're not playing well it's like well, you're playing bad for us, so uh, you know we're we're gonna bench you or something. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. instead of being like, let's get you in with the 905. Let's you know let's uh, let's let's do some after workout gyms. Let's yeah. let's watch some film together. You know, let's yeah. let's do some individual workouts outside of you know if you and a lot of the guys they get like are willing to do this because they know they want to be good. Yeah. No one not doesn't want to not play in the NBA. And, and like they they guys like Fultz and Simmons like they're not they're they have things going on. They do not care about them as people. They care about the fact that they're yeah. not playing well, so then they end up being traded. Yeah. Like, right when Ben Simmons started having these, like, struggles or whatever, like, I mean, right after that Atlanta Hawks game and, like, during that series, you can see he was struggling. Immediately, 
on the trade block. Yeah. You don't give him another shot. Yeah. Another shot. You don't. You don't talk to him. You don't help him. Like yeah. you just like okay, he's not playing well. Gone. Yeah. And right. I think um, yeah. One more thing on that is like sometimes it's not going to work out. That makes sense with Doc Rivers. Coaching, I, 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 though, and like also Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey is. Yeah. He's that a, guy doesn't really. I don't think that guy does not see people as people. Just no. look what he he fucked over all of his assistant coaches in Houston too. No. Um. That's not a good environment. You don't want to have that environment. That's why he's never won a championship. Exactly. And uh, I just want to say sometimes it's not going to work God, out. Right? God bless for Nick Nurse. Right? Oh the, my the, God. Sometimes the Raptors, right, you're going to develop these guys and it's not going to work out. You're going to get your Malachi Flynn's, but you're also going to get your Norm Powell's, or your OG Ananobis. But you talk about Malachi Flynn. We still trust him. We still have him on the team. Exactly. We didn't get rid of him right yes, now. But really. sometimes they're not going to like be NBA players, and yeah. that's okay. That's but, how like, it is. But also like... OG Denobi was a late round pick. Pascal fucking Siakam was also 27th second. overall yeah. pick. <laughs> we could have Nor- Norm Powell right? was 46 yeah, overall pick. So, like, um, Fred Van Vliet. So, <laughs> I, I think. Well, we could have easily cut DJ. Uh, I mean, so you'd easily cut Malachi Flynn and said, oh, DJ fits our mold better. <laughs> yeah. Fits our hour. <laughs> and honestly, I, I'm not as good a man as Masai. I probably would have done that. <laughs> but, and maybe we'll be wrong. And maybe Malachi will be awesome. But uh, at least it's, it's just the respect thing. Um, okay. Respect Let's thing. fly through this part. We had this as a segment, our, our 10-man rotation. I'm just going to read off it, and I think just tell uh, me well, if you guys... Mine's like, is it what you predict it's going to be or what you want it to be? My ideal 10-man rotation. Okay, yeah. mine's ideal also. So, so. okay, let's... Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent, OG Ananobi, Scotty, Pascal, Precious, Otto, Thad, Chris Boucher, and then for my 10th guy, I put Delano Banton. I have the same 10 guys, but I have a, whole, I have a different... I have a different starting lineup. Oh, 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 okay. I, this, this is what I want. I, oh, oh, I, I didn't order in lineups. Okay, that's what I... So I, yeah. I, I did my, my ideals and what... I, if I was Nick Nurse, this is what I would do. Okay. This is what I want it to be. Scotty at the one, Fred at the two, OG, Pascal, Precious. And then my bench is Delano, Gary, Otto, Thad Boucher. That's, that's what I do. Same ten, I, yeah. yeah I, it's, it's all about... And I, I would probably even go sometimes Thad for Kem, like in, in certain situations. Sure, or Coloco, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's... Yeah, it's, it's not, I, yeah, it's not much I think, about, I think yeah. we're all pretty like I think Gary would all be there's never I don't think the Raptors are very still, even though they might be a little bit deeper this year. I think there's it's gonna be very rare to see a strict five man bench unit yes. in a lot of games. Yeah, oh yeah. Which like, is like, fine because not a lot of teams do that anymore mm-hmm. all the time. Um it's just not how the team's built. So I think you're gonna see like there's gonna be a mix there's gonna be a mix of guys all the time, like starters on with bench players. Mm-hmm. That's kinda how our bench is built to like Play off our starters. Like we don't have. We don't not have, to be an autonomous yeah, we unit. We don't have a five-man unit and another five-man yeah. unit. No. Yeah. So I think, um, but I, I do like the idea of Gary staggering. Gary might close, even though I still think pressure should close. But Gary might come in. It's just about staggering guys, staggering st- skill sets, right? That's the whole idea behind it. So Gary's skill set. If you're bringing him in end of the first quarter, right? Then you can rest Fred earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just all these things I think that go on with it. Yeah, and just you're more maximized. And also, I would not be against seeing Fred come off the bench sometimes. Oh, I no, you have to start Fred, man. Sometimes. He's too important for the team, right? He's really like, for his point of attack defense is just he's too important for ball movement. I'm not saying all the time. I'm saying no. Like, if, if he it's did, never gonna happen though. Eh, it's never. I'm not gonna tell Fred Van Vliet to come off the bench. I don't think. No, I think he would do it. Uh, I think he would do it. I don't Why? Who, for who that? though? For who? Gary. It's Gary. No, Fred's got it. He's just Fred's Why? Just a better no, player. because no, listen, Kate. I think I think Fred would see it as we're giving Gary a chance. We're, we're you know we're, we're taking Fred's a chance. Fred's such a team player. He's a he's a mature win more guy. Game. Fred, like I think you're gonna win more games with Fred Van. Sam, Lee's we're starting. not necessarily talking right. about win more games. We're talking about taking a chance on experimenting with an idea. We're all we right. always think about how many starting lineups we had last year, man. We had so many yes, different starting lineups. But are you taking out as of now? 
your Sam, second best player. Sam, you want you're playing the you're playing the. Um, I'm using a <laughs> terrible example here because, well, let me say let's use a different example. You're playing the Indiana Pacers. Do you want us maybe start okay. Gary Trent Jr. and just not to, like fuck around? Just to see what experiment. Okay, sure. Never know. Never know. Like I mean, like, like, sure. last year before the season last year, you would say that he should start Tyler Hero, right? Yeah. Would you have said that? Yes. Yeah. You know, off the bench and they're great. Yes. It's just, it's trying new things. You know, I never yes. know. I just think, and I don't see like why. Like, I don't think putting Fred on the bench necessarily hurts us. I think Fred is an entrenched member of so many of the actions the Raptors run. Literally, the entire Raptors go-to playbook is. Inverted screen. That's, that is true. Fred VanVleet, Pascal Siakam. I just think Gary Trent's awesome player, and I think he's going to be really, really good. I'm not saying Fred VanVleet like, just like, does everything on the court again, better. This except is my, again, what I said. That's my ideal yeah. starting five. Fred is in my ideal yes. starting five. But I'm just saying, I think it's yeah, cool. would be cool to try. And if, okay, if, and if, yes. and if, Fred, if Fred's ankle's hurting, make him play sure, 15 minutes sure. a game off if, the bench. If we want to fuck around in, in April, yeah, do it. Well, I'm just, I'm also saying, like, if his, if his ankle's kind of sore, just a little sore, yeah, 15 minutes at the bench. I think. Fred Van Vliet wants to win. Fred Van Vliet also wants a contract extension. He has. He got a fresh contract. Yeah, he's fine. If you know. you know, if I'm in his position, I want that extension. You know. I think Fred's chilling. Um, okay. I think he's a very mature player. I think oh, he, he totally I think is. It, I think it for for if he he's willing to you, trust he's Nick. No he's willing to trust Masai. If if Nick and Masai sat down with him and said, "Okay, listen, Fred, this has nothing to do with how good of a player we think you are." As but how does it make the team though. better, though? Changing experience for trying to think about it. Gary's the younger player, right? Gary's the guy that you want to usher in when Fred is the guy that you know is 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 going to be aging, right? So like, if you want to try something, why not try it? I think yeah, I think it really hurts your pick and roll defense. But what he said is that Fred's aging, Gary's still twenty three. It's just it's yeah. trying it, you know. Like, yeah. and it, What's going to be I, the future I, I, of your team? Like what could be or the potential future of your team? I right? think I think Fred's still just a little too young. To have that conversation. I just want to read it. Also, I'm not saying permanently do it. I'm yeah, saying, I'm saying, me neither. Yeah. If they, they want to do it for one random game, just to see what it would look like, that's what I'm saying. Go like, ahead. Who knows? Why not? But I don't think we'd lose anything. Yeah. But sure. Okay. Anyway. As long as he's still playing 35 minutes. 35? Well, like in, in big games, I need him sure, playing I, 35. Sure. I don't, right? I don't want him averaging 35. Oh, no, no, no. no. Yeah, when Only we, when average. We play, like, when we play the Bucks, I better see Fred on like the whole Yeah. Before we play the the Magic. No. Yeah. The worst team in the NBA. No. Play him like 28 minutes. Um. Okay. That's. All right, last thing before we go, our standings prediction. So where do you think? Oh wait, really? Quick, I wanted to ask you guys. Actually, I thought it's halfway through. Um, do you guys think the Raptors are gonna have any Elsters this year? Yeah, well, at least one. Pascal. Yeah, Pascal. most definitely. I think Pascal's yeah. gonna be Elster. Okay. Um, okay, standings prediction. So where do you think the Raptors will end up? Eastern Conference standings. This is my come I, the end of the year. My ideal just, standings. Wait, first, this just real- before better or worse than the Magic <laughs> this year. <laughs> Worse. Easily. Much worse. <laughs> Much worse. Uh, Not even close. No. Okay. You're realistic. Is, where do you think they're going to go? This is absolutely my hope and my dream and my wish. I And I think it's so attainable, but it's just we have to fight hard for it. And that'd be the fourth seed. Okay. But fair, what, what's your, like, like you, th- you predict then to be the fourth seed this I year? I predict fourth seed. Okay. okay. I, uh, I, I mean, was, we've got the fight. We've got the drive. We've got the guys. I was between four and five, and I chose five. Really, I'm six. Six, yeah. I'm six because I think uh, I think there's teams in the East that are just objectively know, better. Yeah, I know. But, the, but I think also the Raptors win more regular season games. I think the Cavs are going to be a while to figure their thing out. So yeah. going to slow down the start. Yeah. Um, Hawks have to figure their thing out. Yeah. Um, I think like the, the top three teams are pretty set in stone in Bucks, 
Philly. Milwaukee, you might have some injury stuff though, right? Yeah, but, they don't but, but also, the first also I don't necessarily yeah, think but... like Philadelphia is is locked in for that spot. Like I think if there's anyone fighting for that sp- fourth spot, it's probably going to be us. No, and, no, I'm, I'm saying, I'm, no, but I think the top. They're not. They're not. I think theoretically, like I think what my idea is that Celtics, Bucks, Philly are top three in whatever order. And then that fourth slot is where it gets... Could be Brooklyn. Could be yeah, Brooklyn. Could be Brooklyn. I, I definitely could see... I, I'm full on Toronto. Could be a fourth seed. Could be, I, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying... Could be Miami. Could yeah. be, could be I, I, I think. I, think, I still think the, we could potentially have a better regular season than the, than the 76ers, though. Oh, for sure. Like, like I, I think, think it's good. I think it's going to... Dude, one to, one to eight is going to be separated by, like, four games. Yeah. Like, it was I, very I, close last year, too. We, we, yeah. close to the, the standings were always changing there last is, year. There is, uh, there is 12 teams I can... S- see making a uh, make the play in and there's probably nine teams i can see 10 seed teams i can see making the playoffs really making the top six yeah yeah because you still got chicago no, no, sorry, sorry making the top eight eight you still got chicago you still got yeah right. i think i have a kind of a hot take here i can definitely see the wizards being better than chicago this year oh hey man i i went down that road last year and i can't go back the wizards i think i, 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 like, I, the wizards. I, I like the wizards bro, and Lonzo's bro. gonna be out for another you, year you, you bro. put too much heart in the wizards just break your heart man <laughs> no, I'm putting too much heart in them. I just think I don't trust Chicago this year, man. Oh no, me neither. The defense man. is booty, booty. Yeah, no, no, Lonzo. Um, and I, I just, I, is only getting worse. And the the Wizards made improvements in their roster. Yeah. And yeah. full year, Chris Depps. And I mean, you probably <laughs> missed. You probably missed thirty games. Fifty but games. I mean, there you go. Full year. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, Chris Depps with Bradley Beal for fifty games. Yeah. There you go. Um, Kyle Kuzma. Yep. Is it, I like Monty Morris. Is still on the no, Wizards? He's on Denver. Now. Oh, he's on yeah. Denver. Yeah. Oh, Denver. Will Barton. Yeah. Will Thrill. Rui Hachimura. Right, yep. Rui. list goes on. Any of you, Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis, yeah, yeah, they could be all right. All right, uh, that's all I've got. For you yeah, guys. that's everything so I have. We're all saying fourth, fifth, and sixth. We've got yeah. them all covered. Next so they're going to be the third or the seventh. Yeah, and next time you see a podcast, it will be uh, when the regular season starts. About actual games and stuff mm-hmm. and real things. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, you guys think we're taking the dub first game over Cavs. Um. I'm gonna yes. say yes. Yeah. Last year's home opener was so bad. Oh god, dude! I, speaking of the Wizards, remember how depressed we were, man. <laughs> oh, speaking oh of my the god, Wizards. we came into this podcast and we were yeah. <laughs> we were so depressed. Yeah, we were bro. like, if we make it, if we're if we're top ten, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was uh, tough. Donald Banton hit a half court shot. So that was fun. Yeah, but true. we were down forty. God, that was such a bad game. That's probably the worst game of the year. One it of them. can't <laughs> get worse than that. I'm gonna say no. that right now. It's and not. I, we're not gonna lose by twenty. We're gonna lose by ten. <laughs> no, I think we're winning this game. I agree. I think Scotty's gonna I don't come know. in. Uh, <laughs> Scotty's got to prove he he should have been rookie of the year. Hey, they, they, they have they've it. got Donovan Mitchell, so I mean, yeah. I think I think I figure it out. I think yeah, exactly right now. But I think that our defense is good enough to to lock in on them. Uh, and then, oh, yeah, uh, sure. if, if, if we lose the first game, the season's the season's over, man. <laughs> Losing all. That's literally how we're we quitting this year. podcast, yeah, so man. Fuck, Fuck that, this shit. If we start three and five. You don't want to hear me. All right, yeah, let's wrap it up. So, you have something else to say? Nope. Oh, uh, they said and. Um, <laughs> my bad. So, <clears throat> remember, guys, and, uh... <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, uh, remember to like, remember to comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating and also please leave us a review. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at the Rap Chat Official, where we post things all Rap Chat and Raptors related. Uh, we yeah. are your hosts, Luke Dick, <clears throat> Elias Eldridge, and Sam Kenny. And we will see you guys next week. Yes. Peace, Peace. out.